Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is a general update about what our family has been into lately. So we have a whole bunch of books, audiobooks, apps, movies, a whole bunch to recommend. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Kid Literate. This is episode 21. Allegra, we have so much to get to today. Yes. (laughs) So we have done this one other time about six months ago, I think, right? Yeah. Where we just kind of pause and instead of doing a theme for the episode, we just go through a whole bunch of different media picks that our family has been enjoying. And I'm excited because making this list, it's all over the map. We have one of almost everything, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about some movies, some TV shows. Um, what else? Uh, we have a documentary series. We have YouTube channels. Apps. Got a little bit of everything. So we've got a lot to get to. But before we get into it, we're welcoming a new sponsor today. It's called StoryWorth. Yes. Allegra, do you remember when we gave Mormor and Grandpa a StoryWorth subscription a couple of years ago? So maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about it. Yeah, it's really cool. So we gave a StoryWorth subscription to my grandparents, and every week they got an email with a question that prompted them to share a story about growing up or something about the family. Yeah, or just a thought-provoking question that we'd never thought to ask them. The questions actually led to stories I'd never heard before, and these are my own parents we're talking about. So then they replied to that story worth email each week, and the service saved their written answers over the course of a year. At the end, they had a beautiful book bound for us that combined the written stories that they'd written with photos they'd added. It was a really cool keepsake. My grandparents decided to surprise us with all the stories at once at the end of the year. But if you choose, you can be included on the emails each week so you get to read the stories over time, which would be a really cool way to stay connected to family during this whole COVID situation. Yeah, I totally agree, Allegra. You can get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash kidlit. You'll get $10 off your first purchase when you use that link. Again, it's storyworth.com slash kidlit for $10 off. So we're going to go over a whole bunch of stuff in this episode. And if you want to find a link to one of the things that interests you, you can find that in our show notes. Yes. Good reminder. Our show notes are always at kidliteratepodcast.com or they're probably right in the app or um, service that you're listening to the podcast on right now. So do you want to kick us off, Allegra? These are almost in like a random order. So we're just going to... Just as we thought of them. Yeah. So you want to start? Yeah. So... Me and my brother and my sister have all been into the same show, which like never happens. It's Mm -hmm. always a battle. And it's called Just Add Magic, which I think we mentioned in our Halloween episode. Yeah, I think we talked about it briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, all three of you guys love it. This blows my mind. Yeah, it's about three kids who are, I think, my age. I think seventh grade. And they find a magical cookbook and they use it to solve problems in their town Yeah. So I would say that Just Add Magic is set in the real world. Like these are real tween kids in a regular town. Like Um, magic is something that doesn't normally happen. Right. It's it's not a magical world. It's a regular people world. Which is the kind that I like. That's the kind of magic you like. 
Um, the acting is really good. Mm-hmm. The production value is great. It's an Amazon original. And you guys discovered it maybe a couple years ago, but you've recently been rewatching the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is just ad magic. I think it's um, appropriate for what, seven and up? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely not inappropriate. Um, but no. the characters are tween age. So yeah. good pick. Just ad magic. We did mention that briefly in our Halloween episode. I feel like maybe... Amazon was marketing it more over Halloween and that's how we rediscovered. Yeah. So I know you're going to talk about being into sci-fi books just in general, both you and Reed, but especially you right now. And I, it's my turn to talk, but I am not into sci-fi books. So take it away. Um, so I didn't think that I liked sci-fi books because I've usually been into like more realistic things. But my dad got me introduced to The Martian by Andy Weir. And it's literally now my favorite book in the entire world. And we're going to watch the movie tonight. And so maybe next episode I'll tell you how that went. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it will be great because the book is great. So then I read the other book by him, Artemis, which I've talked about both of those in what we're reading. Mm -hmm. And then I read Ender's Game, which is really good. And then I read Armada by the same author as Ready Player One. Have you read Ready Player One? Yeah, I read that first, like, a while ago. Okay. And Ready Player Two is out now. Yeah. So this is a whole new genre for you. And Reed, who's ten and a half, has also read a lot of these books. And these are technically adult yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, Yeah. And we will link all of those up. But that is, yeah, it's fun to discover a new genre and realize that you're into something that you didn't think you were into. That's happened to yeah. me before with reading too. So it's always good to kind of challenge those, those assumptions. And I love, I am not a sci-fi person, but I love that your dad is so that he can introduce you guys to that. Well, the next one is pretty quick, but we are recording this um, on Thanksgiving weekend and Thanksgiving's behind us now, which means it is all Christmas movies and Christmas music all the time in this house. We have to wait until after Thanksgiving. We do. That's a tradition. So on the day after Thanksgiving, we said you guys could watch unlimited Christmas movies that day, that Friday after Thanksgiving. So which ones did you watch and which ones did the younger kids watch? So we watched The Grinch, the animated, the new animated one. Mm-hmm. There's like three now. Yeah. They all tell the same story. And so they watched the whole thing and I only came in for half. Then after that, we watched um, Home Alone, the original one. And then we watched Frosty the Snowman. The old, old old cartoon. And then we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the original one also, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, the one that's like, um, it's not claymation. It's like feltmation. Yeah, Yeah. you heard it here, folks. (laughs) Feltmation. Yep. (laughs) Well, it's as much a word as claymation. That's true. And then we watched... Um, Home Alone 2? Home Alone 2. We only got like 10 minutes into that one. I've never seen that one all the way through. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Like, I don't know. We've watched one and three a lot. Yeah, you guys three like... Three is pretty good, even three. though like it's pretty bad. It's, it's good it's, for a bad yeah, movie. Yeah. Would you say that... Any one of the streaming services, we have them all practically. But would you say any one of them is a good bet for just finding Christmas classics? Or do you have to kind of hunt around? I think Home Alone is on Disney+. Plus. Okay. And The Grinch is on, I don't know. 
So it's a mix. Yeah, you, it's like you have all to over. poke around. You just have to find one you like and then you find it. I love it. Okay, well, um, there will be many more Christmas movies and yes. um, we've just started playing Christmas music around here too. For that, I like Spotify and I like Spotify's curated playlists because it does so much of the work for me. Um, and we use Sonos in our house as our speaker system. So our Spotify can play all over the house through our Sonos speakers. And that makes my heart happy. So that's my little tip there. What's next? Well, we have been into the Harry Potter audiobooks. Still, we are still into the Harry Potter audiobooks. I can't remember if we've talked. I know we've talked about the Harry Potter audiobooks. It probably in a number of different um, episodes. But basically, would you say from the beginning of COVID or like yeah. a month or two into remember COVID? Remember we had Harry Potter Day and that got us into it. Was that what we happened? We had one Friday where we just watched Harry Potter movies. We made Harry Potter wands, which is really fun. And we're going to talk about it next episode in our arts and crafts one. Yeah. Um, and we listened to the Harry Potter audiobook. And I mean, we just started with the first one and then kept going. When we say you guys are into listening to the Harry Potter audiobook, it's like background. Like you guys will put it on and do other things. It's almost like I would put on background music or something because you know them all so well. Yeah. Um, but you'll draw or do a craft or something and have that on as the background. And Reed and Violet fall asleep to them every night, both of them in their rooms. So it is like uh, you're absorbing it all by osmosis at this point. I think, you know, every word by heart. Um, Do you have a favorite? Um, My favorite's the seventh. Oh, but we don't listen to that one around the house. No, we don't. Violet only like I only listen to that one sometimes at night, but like I don't fall asleep to them. I can't. I like listen and then turn it off. Right. You would you would instead of like reading a book like. So we have all the Potter audiobooks on Audible, which means we own them. We can listen to them whenever. We do most of our audiobooks through the library um, because you can download them and then the library takes them back and it's all free and it can get expensive to buy audiobooks. But I will say for something that you're going to listen to over and over and over again um, was worth worth the Audible credit on that one. So Yes. Um, all right. So let's move on. Um, I'll set this one up and then you can, you know, talk a little more about it. So you guys have always loved how to draw tutorials and we always did them um, in books. Like you'd get a how to draw animals book, like a activity book. And that would lead you through step-by-step. You draw this, you draw this, you draw this. Um, And then of course your father is a very good artist. So sometimes he would kind of work with you on how to draw, but all three of you have always loved um, step-by-step learning how to draw certain things. And somehow we got into a few different YouTube videos and YouTube ch- um, channels that will walk you through how to draw something. And I'm so impressed at how you guys will sit there, kind of watch one step, pause, do it. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. One of my favorite YouTube channels is called Draw So Cute. And it's like super duper animated. Well, not not the how to draw, but like the thing you're drawing is like it's not a realistic drawing at it's, all. It's more it's, like um anime is the wrong word. It's but not anime. It's no, not anime. It's definitely not anime. But it looks like those bobblehead dolls with the big eyes. Kind yes. Of. I don't know what the name for that is. Uh, it? Yeah. I yeah. Know. It's an exaggerated cartoonish character, but very yes. cute. Yeah. And it's really fun. They don't only have people. They also have like animals and 
objects, but everything is personified. So it might have like a hot chocolate mug, but then there's marshmallows that have eyes and stuff. There is actually sound walking you through what you're doing, but I listen muted. So that you um, can listen to Harry Potter audiobooks. That was originally because I couldn't <laughs> find any headphones and I didn't want to have it loud. So I just didn't listen and I just follow along by watching. Yeah. Um, that has kept you guys busy for many hours. So yes. I am a big fan. YouTube channels on how to draw anything, how to draw anything. The um, one that um, Reed likes is called Art Hub for Kids. Okay. And it's how to draw and it's really fun. Okay. They have an adult drawing the thing and a kid drawing the thing. Oh, that's fun. So like the adult is teaching the kid how to draw so you can see um, both of theirs at the end. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, moving right along. So next episode, two weeks from today, we're going to have a whole episode about, I'm calling it handicrafts, handcrafts, basically not drawing and painting, but everything else that you guys have been into in the arts and crafts world. So we will kind of mention this very briefly, but just let everybody know we're going to talk a lot more about this type of stuff in the next episode. Um, And that is Reed has been super into origami and paper airplanes. Um, And that's another thing that he uses YouTube for tutorials. So maybe Mm -hmm. Allegra, in the interest of time, what we should do is we'll throw a couple links to his favorite YouTube channels in the show notes for this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But then next episode, we'll spend a little time talking about what type of just what type of fun that is to follow origami and paper airplanes. Are you I don't see you doing the paper crafts as much. Are you not as into it? Um, No, I like doing it. I just um, find other things to do. Yeah. Um, okay. They also made paper snowflakes today. Oh, yeah. Made oh a gosh. huge mess, so I didn't huge join Huge mess. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay, what's next? Um, so we talked a lot about The Amazing Race, but we're still into it. Um, well, four of the family is still super into it. <laughs> Reed kind of doesn't like it. I he don't know. He makes paper airplanes in the corner. Yeah. But he, he, he likes it. Like, he he'll ask questions and, like... I think he likes to be doing something with his hands. It's, like, it's not quite engaging enough for him. So he feels Mm -hmm. antsy. So he'll do something else, but kind of watch from the corner. Yeah. And so we've been watching that every Monday, but sometimes we don't. So (laughs) every Monday, except for the ones where we don't watch it. Yeah. I feel like we're a broken record on this show about the amazing race, but it has just been our family's all family television program that everyone for the most part enjoys. That's kid appropriate. And there are 20 some seasons out there. Um, we're actually watching them the current season right now, which is yeah, the first airing live. But we don't have to wait because we're far behind. So Right. But it's as it's as current as we've ever been because we tend to watch older episodes. And the next thing you want to talk about is also a show, right? Yeah. So um, mom, dad and me have been watching The Office and it's really good. Okay. And really funny. So we regular- aren't allowed to watch. So we watch after they go to bed. After hours. Well, Regular listeners of this show will recall, I don't know, a long time ago, we talked about whether you were ready to start watching Friends and then you did watch all, you know, you've watched almost all yes. of Friends. Well, no, I'm on this. I just got into the seventh season. And then I think we've talked about Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. If we got- haven't, that's a problem because <laughs> it's my favorite. Yes. Thing. So we did all of Parks and Rec with you during quarantine. COVID, I think, is when it started. Um, and then... Parks and Rec and Friends, of course, Dad and I had watched both of those. So we'd seen them before and we were rewatching them with you. The Office, somehow we just never watched it. And I know that's like 
a travesty for many people who are huge fans of The Office. And um, we just knew we we knew it was funny and we knew about it, but we had just never sat down and watched the whole thing. And I think we've talked about how all of those shows, they take several episodes to really get into yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had tried The Office a few times and we're like, yeah, OK, I get it. But we just didn't love it. And now all three of us love it. So now you, me and dad are experiencing it for the first time all together. Yes. Which is really fun. And are we in season three? Yeah, I think we're in like a quarter into season three. And as always, I mean, you know, deciding whether it's appropriate for your tween. I think it's I think it's better than friends. I think of those three friends is the worst in terms of adult humor and adult content. Mm-hmm. Um, I think The Office and Parks and Rec are both. Parks and Rec is probably better than The Office. I would agree Just with because that. of the jokes Michael makes. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some implied adult humor um, in the office. I would say most of it can go over the head of a younger tween, and then you either get it or you don't. That's what Megan taught me. If you don't get it, don't ask questions, and we'll just move on. (laughs) If you don't get it, it's probably not appropriate. Exactly. So, okay, we've got the office. All right, I'm switching gears way back to Violet's age and even younger. Um, And another another thing we've talked about on this show are all of the um, apps made by Toka Boca. Um, they make really open-ended creative tablet apps. Um, we, we use iPads, but I believe they're available on other tablets as well. And there's like, there's so many different Toka games and apps. They're all kind of branded the same. You can buy them in, um, like multi-packs and get a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But she was so excited the other day because she rediscovered a Toka game that she either had never played before or hadn't played in a long, long time. Um, and it's called Toka Town. And so your little character can kind of go. Um, Toka games are all open ended, meaning you're not trying to beat a level. There's no like points or stars or gems or challenges. Lives. No, like, no lives. No. You um, just go to the store. You buy some things. Yeah, it's like you make can believe. combine food. Yeah, you can do like anything. It's the go iPad to the police app, department. It's the iPad app version of like moving little calico critters around a dollhouse or something. Yeah. You're just you're just open ended make believe. And so the town and I thought it was kind of poignant that Toka Town got her so excited because in COVID times, we don't go to the town anymore <laughs> in real life. <laughs> you don't life. go so, to the grocery store. Like, no or- wonder she thought that was really fun. Um, so we'll link that up. Um, but again, all of the Toka apps are worth the $2 or $3 or 20 bucks yeah. for the pack. Um, totally worth it. They're mm-hmm. such well-designed There's apps. even one like, there's like ones for like hairstyling or yeah, yeah there's a million. Horses. Go okay. to the horse stable. What's next? Um, so just this Thanksgiving break, we started doing um, a documentary series called Tiny World, which is um, an Apple TV Plus special thingy. Mm-hmm. And so every two o'clock, mom has her coffee. Me, Reed, and Violet have our hot chocolate, and my grandma comes over, and we watch Tiny World, which is super awesome. It's about all of the tiniest little animals in the world. Like the tiniest hummingbird that's like the size of a bumblebee and their babies are like the size of a grain of rice. And um, the nature photography is right up there. so good. Yeah, it's right up there with like planet Earth and those. Better than planet Earth, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. It's also narrated by Paul Rudd, who grownups will know from a million things. Um, He plays Ant-Man. But that's funny because he is not a large person. He's kind of a small guy himself and he plays the superhero Ant-Man. Um, so it's kind of perfect that he narrates Tiny World. But yeah, really, really, really good. 
Uh huh. I like it because you never see animals die, which is good for Violet. Sometimes they imply that an animal has died, but yeah, then it's they real. move on and like there's a, a lot of animals that make it and it's yeah. Yeah, it's generally uplifting. I know some kids are very, very sensitive to animals in danger. Um, and there is a little bit of that. So just to yeah. be aware. Okay, what's next? So recently, in the middle of the week, Wednesday, I think, um, mom and dad just said that, okay, we're going to watch a movie tonight, but the grownups are going to choose. So first we watched Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, which like we watch every Thanksgiving. But then we watched this show that we wouldn't have chosen normally because, well, it's, it's a movie that we wouldn't have chosen normally because we never would have found it or chosen it. But it was really good, and it's called Camp Magic, and it's about a bunch of um, magicians who, like, they do tricks, not, like, just add magic, where, like, Right, not magical, actual magic, yeah. but, like, like tricks. Mm-hmm, magic yeah. trick. Magician. Mm-hmm. And so they are all kids, and they go to the Institute of Magic, and then it's really cool and sweet, and I liked it. So I would put this in the category of like Disney tween romance movies, right? But very. I don't know if it's a romance movie. You don't think it was romance? Um, I wouldn't put it in the category of romance movies. There might have been some romance in it, but that wasn't the whole point. Okay. Um, Appropriate for like seven, six or seven and up. Very, very G rated, but um, appeals to the Disney Channel watching crowd, I would say. But there's uh, no music in it. Well, there's no singing, which I like. I don't like movies that have music in them. Okay. Except for animated Disney classics. Okay. So that was Camp Magic on Disney Plus, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so this next one, we, the other week, a couple weeks ago, got a shipment in the mail from a listener. Um, Emma Smith, Emma Bland Smith is a children's book author who has been a listener of the mom hour, my other podcast for years, um, and has sent books a couple of times to you kids. So she is, that's her job. She is a children's book author. Um, she has authored a whole bunch of picture books. I, I hope I'm correct in saying Emma that the kind, they all seem to have a nonfiction, kind of slant where you're learning a true story, but in picture book form. I don't um, know about the, um, the chapter book series. No, I'll talk about her chapter okay. book series. But, but the, the picture, picture books, books yeah, yeah, they all are rooted in some kind of true story, but like an amazing true story, often involving yes. animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so her recent book about Claude, the albino alligator at the San Francisco. Oh, man, what's it called? The Science Academy, California Academy of Sciences. There we go. Got it. Um, we saw Claude, the albino alligator, and anybody else who's done touristy stuff in San Francisco may have seen Claude. And Emma has a picture book all about his backstory. Um, and she sent a couple others for you guys. It was so fun to get those in the mail. We will link up Emma's website and where you can buy her books. We recommend all of them. But I did not know that Emma also has a series of early chapter books um, called Maddie McGuire CEO about this little girl who loves to start businesses. And like, and like, and she loves animals. Yeah. So. Does that remind you of anyone in our house? Um, <laughs> our little entrepreneur. So um, the Maddie McGuire CEO books are not picture books. They're more of, you know, second, third grade, early chapter book series. Yeah. And Violet loves them. 
So Emma, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this community. And thank you for the shipment of books and highly recommend everything that Emma has written. And we have to say hello to Kate too, because we know her daughter Kate listens to this show. Yeah, my favorite book was The Pig War, which I thought was really funny and I really liked it. Yeah, and that's right up. You, you love I like you love history. history. Yeah. Especially like yeah. war war history. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you Emma and Kate. Okay, just one more. We're almost done with our list. Yeah. Um and I put this one on here even though maybe it's not totally books and media, but um I recently purchased the New York Times cooking app which is a separate app subscription from the regular New York Times if you subscribe to get the news. Um, And I paid for the whole year and it was 30 bucks and that felt like kind of a lot. But then I thought it's like buying a really nice cookbook for 30 bucks, only this is way more than a cookbook. So then I just got over it. So um, the way it works is you have the app on your phone or your tablet and um, you have access to their entire library of recipes and also videos and, um, you know, like around Thanksgiving, they were doing recipe roundups and all this cool stuff. Um, But you can also save recipes into folders. And so I think the reason I wanted to talk about it on this show was it really did get you and Reed actively involved in looking at recipes to make for dinner and you were able to save them. So we have one account, but you could put that app on your phone. Reed could put it on his iPad. And we have a folder that's like, uh, mine's just called Allegra and Reed's is called Reed Says Yum. Mm Mm-hmm. So you guys can go through the recipes, add them to your folder. And then when we get stuck in a rut for dinners, we can say like, hey, go check your recipe folder and come up with something to make. Or as yeah. we were planning for holiday dinners. Um, you, yeah, I actually yeah. found a really good one that was like a take on apple pie, but like it's their apple pie bars. So like you put the crust in and then you layer already cooked apples, like cooked in butter and stuff. It was really good. And then you do it like a crumble of butter on top. It was so good. Really yummy. So yeah, so that's the New York Times cooking app. Um, It's a paid subscription, but I thought it was kind of fun how the whole family has been able to use it um, together and get you guys into some recipe planning. So, well, we should probably talk about what we've been reading lately. You want to go first? Yeah. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, I've been into sci-fi and I also said that I have read Armada, and that was the most recent one that I just finished. It's set like in, it's not set in the future. It's set as the present time, just like something different happens than actually. Right. Yeah, and so aliens are coming, and they've all been being secretly trained by the government by playing video games. Okay, and that's by? That's by Ernest Klein, who also wrote Ready Player One. Yep. Find C-L-I-N-E. And I am rereading with Violet The Long Winter, which is my favorite of the Little House series. Um, and I'm not sure Violet cares that much, but she she puts up with it. She likes it once we get into it. But I thought, what p- more perfect um, book to read at the start of this COVID winter when we are starting to stay indoors more and not seeing friends and family. And I've seen some funny memes online about how like if Ma Ingalls like couldn't get supplies on the train for seven months, like we can order our groceries delivered for a few weeks. Um, So yeah, in honor of a very COVID winter coming up, I am rereading The Long Winter. And I am also embarrassed to say that I am still reading Sue Monk Kids, The Book of Longings, which is really good. I'm just going really slow on my own fiction right now. So 
Um, and then we always like to talk about what you are reading out there. Um, we got a really nice email from Valerie who said very nice things about both Kid Literate. She said very nice things about you, Allegra, and listening to you. Um, and she listens to the Mom Hour as well. And she and her seven-year-old daughter, Samantha, have been listening to Kid Literate. And they are enjoying together a three-part series called Wildwood. Are you familiar with this, Allegra? No. Me neither. So it's a fantasy series set in Portland, Oregon, where we have spent lots of time. Um, And Valerie said, I originally thought it might be too old for Samantha, but she picked it out at her school library. This is way back in the spring um, on her own. And so they tackled it. And she says it has challenging vocabulary, which has been great for, you know, stopping to talk about what the words mean. But they're really into the story. And there are some illustrations throughout, which is always helpful when you're, you know, diving into a a bigger chapter book with younger readers. So that is Wildwood um, by Colin Malloy. And we will link it up, of course, in the show notes. And that might be a fun one to check out because we are not familiar. So thank you, Valerie. And thank you, Samantha, for listening. Um, We love to hear what you're reading. Um, You can email us hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. Um, the emails have slowed down just a little bit this fall, Allegra. Not the yeah. listeners. We know you're listening, um, but just the number of emails we're getting. So you don't have to record your voice. I know we always say that we, we like really that. Want, I really want people to. But I'm if, sorry. If they can't. If you can't. I'm then sorry. We but love I'm your really, emails as well. We've so only that, gotten one, I think. <laughs> that was like a long time ago. Make Allegra So good day. job for whoever did that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone a little long today, but this was so much fun going through all of these recommendations. And of course, they are all linked up in the show notes at kidliteratepodcast.com. We will be back in two weeks with our very last episode of the year, of the calendar year. And do you want to tell everybody what we're talking about next time? We kind of teased it before. We're talking about hands-on arts and crafts. Yeah, it'll be fun. And another good thing to round up for our very COVID winter. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks. Thanks.